I'm Tyler, smart beavis dennering. <laughs> I'm Connery, counting sucks, Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, will this line up just like our Thor ones but no. uh, that we had to redo? <laughs> no, I'm not smart butthead. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy nickname, smart beavis. Yes. <laughs> and this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that we are covering a second film that came out like in recent times. Does that make any? Does that sentence make any sense? Ish. <laughs> like, do you, did you not, do you not count uh, what's Bill and Ted face the music? Oh yeah, you're right. But that we covered that when it came out. I guess so. Yeah. So like we're we're like proving everybody wrong by saying no. We were allowed to do Beavis and Butthead. So this is. The second Beavis and Butthead un- movie. <laughs> yeah, the first like movie that we covered in in, in the past that su- that has a new release. I, yeah, that got a sequel basically. without unbeknownst to us was getting one. Yeah. Yes. Much like uh, now we just need Osmosis Jones two to come out. Uh, <laughs> if only. And we'll be fully vindicated. <laughs> the good cult. <laughs> <laughs> nice crossover from our last episode. Yep. Uh yeah, we're covering Beavis and Butthead Do America. Wait, no, Beavis and Butthead. We're covering Do the Universe. <laughs> we're covering Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Mm. The uh, twenty plus year later sequel to uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America. That's right. Dropping fresh on Paramount Plus, the app that everyone has. Yeah, especially Connery. <laughs> I have it and Tubi. <laughs> and Tubi, Tubi, <laughs> which is free to all of mankind. <laughs> Free unto us all. <laughs> and animal kind. I'm going to sign up your dog. I'm going to sign okay. up Niles to Tubi. <laughs> He'll appreciate it. I, I like the idea of uh, Tubi being the last streaming station that's standing because it has all the free content. <laughs> yeah, all the best content, too. <laughs> all the best content. Every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie you could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a few Charles Bronson movies. What else yeah. do you need? No, nothing else, really. <laughs> You're good. At least you're good for a while. <laughs> yeah. Would you watch a Charles Bronson musical? <sighs> I think so. Just because you like the genre so much? Yeah, I like the genre so much. So I, I'd, I'd probably give it a chance. If anything's like something the musical, I'm like, I'll watch it. Just I'm curious what the songs will be. Maybe I'll learn one or two that are good. What if it's a musical about Charles Bronson's like movie career and it's played by the Dear Evan Hansen guy? It's interesting. <laughs> I think I'd be much more interested to watch it. Do you think uh, I could make it in Broadway pitching? Uh, you, <laughs> right, if you go, to, if you have a play a musical in Broadway, you just have to pitch it, right? You have to pitch it to Linda Miranda it. and Andrew Lloyd Webber, and then they approve you. <laughs> and Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's there too. The he's got his fingers in everything people, these days. Yeah, the third person that people have turned on, and I guess he is <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah, you might be thinking, why are they doing this movie of all things? I don't know. It's a it's a nice little like uh, I, I, I can just cleanser. say now. Yeah, I, I can say now that this episode will be sh- like relatively short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of uh, st- of work on my plate recently. Uh, excuse, excuse. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This movie's still fun. It is. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Before we talk about more beavising and more buttheading, we have to do our usual segment of What's New? <laughs> Boom! Thank you, Connery. That was for uh, the late night record. I know. It really, yeah. <laughs> the late night of 9.30. <laughs> it's late for us. To be fair, I got up at 5.30 this morning. So Yeah. And I, I'm sure you did, too. <laughs> I did, too, yes, but uh, of my own volition. <laughs> uh, what's new with you, Connery? Uh, good question. So uh, I've been playing Skyrim again, which is always a joy. It is always a joy. Yes. I decided to, similar to what I did in Oblivion, where I embraced my inner warrior, which existed, apparently, and I played a sword and board guy. And it's been so much fun. I love doing the shield bash ability and just, like, knocking things out. Mostly rats out and, like, one, like, pop. <laughs> and uh, uh, You like heavy armor, sword, and shield kind of Yeah, thing? heavy armor, sword, and shield. Sword and shield. <laughs> are you an orc? What are you? 
well, I think I'm a Nord. Yeah, I was pretty much a basic Nord. And uh, then I started another file because I was like, I want like two ends of the spectrum. So I'm that. And then my other one, I'm an uh, high, not a high elf. I'm a wood elf woman who's like uh, basically a, a thief assassin. I don't like relying on the bow that much, but yeah. it's pretty impossible to not, unfortunately, because I feel like sneaking is kind of lame where I'm seeking out with my dagger. And then they just like automatically turn around and see me. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty tough at first, and then once you scale up, it, everything becomes, like, super easy, or it's like nobody can hear you, <laughs> like, yeah, sprinting I, and, like, stabbing everyone in the back. <laughs> I am at that point, though, now with this character, where, like, the bow scaled mostly, and then, like, I'm like, okay, I I can, like, literally just crouch, and then everyone will run around me in the room, which just makes it look really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I ever play Oblivion again, I'll probably do like a kind of roguish character because I remember really liking the Assassin's Guild um, storyline in Oblivion. Mm. Um, it's still good in Skyrim, but I just like, I don't know, I just have fond memories of that. In uh, Maybe it's because it's the first Elder Scrolls game I played. Maybe that's yeah. why. <laughs> and I think uh, that's why I like Skyrim so much because it was the first one I officially dipped my toes into after like one try bouncing off, then trying again and really liking it. Yeah, and... You know, it's still the newest one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> much, much like GTA Five. Mm -hmm. They will remake it until we all die. But, and then other than that, an actual show I've been watching is I started watching The Sandman on Netflix. Oh, how is that? It's actually good. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, this is actually really enjoyable. I got through like three or four episodes, and I was I was really enjoying myself. Yeah, it's based on the Neil Gaiman graphic novels from the 80s that uh, he's basically been, uh, he's, he, it, there's been so many iterations of this being made into a movie, a TV mm -hmm. show, and he's basically like turned them down every time. And yeah. He's finally decided to turn it into a show for net, uh, through Netflix. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad that it's not all just like, yeah, it's definitely not just because I kind of... <laughs> got older and, and more tired and want to actually just see this on tv at some point i, like, I I'm feel glad like it's that might be a good. little kind of it like he he does want to see it made and he is doing it for people who maybe never read the books or never going to yeah how would you describe um the show i was gonna say like the sandman in general but how would you describe the show to somebody that like has never. no clue what it is because it the, the graphic novels are pretty dense, at least. Yeah, they're pretty trippy. Um, I had to do this to my mom um, last night when I recommended it. To, she was like, what should yeah. I watch? And I was like, you should watch The Sandman. I enjoyed it. And she's like, what's it about? And I was like, well, it's about a, it's about the Lord of Dreams, so The Sandman. And uh, he is captured by a magician. He loses his powerful tools. And the rest of the se season, or as far as I know, is about him reclaiming his uh, tools and... Also combating a runaway nightmare named the Corinthian. Ooh, who plays the Corinthian? I don't know. He's super familiar, which kept bothering me. I think it's the I can't see his eyes because they're teeth, but you know. <laughs> oh, it's Boyd Holbrook. Oh, of course, he's a uh, that guy. He's in things, <laughs> movies, shows. He's in, he's in Logan. He's in the Predator. <laughs> Look out, everyone! <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> Boyd Holbrook. Um, but, but yeah, you know, great, great cast. Um, everyone seems really, really solid. I got to the hell, the beginning of the hell episode with a uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. And uh, I just haven't um, gotten to her yet, but I've been really excited to see how she uh, portrays that character. Yeah. What's her like favorite moment so far? What's, uh, what's your like pitch to watch this? That's a good question. I've yet to have a moment that really jumped out at me. I love the opening a lot. I think the opening alone is pretty uh, amazing and introduces you to everything very well. Sort of like a monologue that Dream gives as a being like, I, don't, I like it so much, the idea of it, because he's like, you know me already. We've met, but you don't remember because it was in a dream. So it was like that kind of vibe. And it just echoes back to me like in quarantine, deep in quarantine, I read the whole Sandman like series because I had never like actually finished it before. And the very ending of that big giant spoiler is a, uh, the old dream dies and then he's reborn again at, but he's like a different kind of a different person. So he doesn't have the same experiences, but he's still dream. And uh, there's this big funeral and it just, it feels like Neil Gaiman's just talking to you in this part where he's like, 
everyone was there. You were there too. Like you just like you were there. Like you were with everyone in the world was there at Dream's funeral, and you were too. And I was like, oh my god! And it just hit me so hard for some reason. Iron Man died, and you were there. Exactly. Iron Man died, and you were there. For some reason, the concept of the death of a dream seems more um, sad than the death of Iron Man. But you know. <laughs> But my my thing is like even the op- the opening will grab you and the first episode's fantastic and uh, the guy who plays um, the werewolf in Harry Potter is in it and he plays a uh, Doctor Death which is very fun. Professor Remus Lupin. Yeah, Remus Lupin plays Doctor Death and he's doing a very good job. I like him a lot so far too. He also plays uh, <laughs> Ares in Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's correct. He does play <laughs> Ares in Wonder Woman, which is strange kind of, but I like yeah. him. I enjoyed um, it too until he got all the armor on. <laughs> yeah. Why am I? I'm spacing on his name too. Doing great yes. with the actors today. David Thewlis. David Thewlis. But uh, that's not that's pretty much to do with me. What about you, bro? Yeah, I guess like, yeah, I, I, I definitely need to check out the same intro because I read a lot of the comics. I don't remember how far in I got. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot of them though, mostly because past and pending guest Cameron Takeda had uh, yeah. so many of them. <laughs> and it's just basically a bunch of different um, incarnations of emotions and such, right? Like, well, there's dream and death, and who else is there? There's dream, death, destiny. Is um, there lust? Desire. Desire. And uh, who? pandemonium. Yeah, right. And then and there's one more. I'm the best way I can describe all of that from just, like, having read it years ago, is like, oh, it's just a bunch of these kinds of, like, thoughts uh symbolized as as people uh Mm. kicking about and they're also like powerful they kind of control the whole world in a way not control but like they're each have different um points to them they kind of keep the world running rather than controlling it yeah it's like I like that there's like beyond gods kind of aspect to them where they are just so ethereal and just conceptual that they're just like beyond like even thought really (laughs) yeah but uh yeah speaking of an old game that you just pick up again uh i'll ask skyrim to you i've just been i basically have just been playing like mindless things while uh when i get off of work Mm -hmm. i'll just like put on a movie or something or a tv show and i'll just uh play mostly civilization six on nintendo switch (laughs) (laughs) good I like put that. I just go through phases where I don't play that game for a year, and then I just play it for basically a month, and then put it down again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you basically just create a civilization and have a leader from e- each of the countries. Like you have, uh, what's a good example of? I don't Teddy know. Teddy Roosevelt I'm, leads America, right? Yeah, there you go. Teddy Roosevelt plays uh, America. You learn a lot of stuff about different cultures in that mm-hmm. game, and there's a whole civipedia where you can look up all the facts. Uh, That's really well, not, cool. Not all of the facts, the entire countries, <laughs> but like just so much information. You have to build like great wonders. It's like, oh, build Stonehenge. That'll get you like certain perks and stuff for your for your civilization. I'm playing as Canada right now, <laughs> and I can't even remember the guy's name. Um, but you can play as like Genghis Khan and yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. All sorts of just like oh, big historical figures is yeah. as as your leader. Do you have a favorite uh, leader to play as, or you just like kind of rotate through people? Uh, recently I've just been, like, rotating through people. I played as, uh, Korea before, and it's, like, there's different difficulty levels. It, like, goes up to, like, 10, mm. and they all have, like, random names. I think I was playing on, like, Prince level, which is, like, 4 out of 10. Yeah. And I, there's so many different ways to win. You can do, like, culture, culture victory, where you, like, inspire writers and stuff like that to make mm. pieces of art. Uh, like the franchise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> domination where you just like take over other countries and just like annihilate everybody or science there's like all these different ways so i was trying to do like a culture victory and i thought i was doing well and then all of a sudden the game just ended after me playing it for like (laughs) 20 hours because each game each individual game that you play are pretty long so uh yeah that was pretty uh that bummed me out kind (laughs) of that i was playing it for so long and just lost, but uh, but it was still fun. So I just played it. I put on like a lot easier mode, like two out of ten. So hopefully this goes better. But uh, I'm enjoying playing as Canada because they're 
all their perks and stuff like that are pretty much set up for like a peaceful victory. But yeah, highly recommend Civilization Six if you want to like deep dive into like a very like a game. It's one of those games where it's like you can find out a lot of um, inf- information and backstory and everything about all the different countries and leaders, mm-hmm. as well as different ways to win the game. Like there's so much strategy you can put into it, or you could just put on easy mode and kind of just like veg out and be like, "I'm building this city. This is fun." That's what I do every time I play because <laughs> I'm not nearly good enough to like actually ever win. Yeah, I remember I played once in College Civ Five with I think Joseph and a few other people on our dorm block. I think Justin was there too. I think Geronimo was really. In- I played with yes. Geronimo a few times too. Yeah, and and they're all really good at it. And I'm just like, I'm just here. I don't really know what to do. I don't know all the mechanics. Yeah, it's uh. Plus, so, yeah, since there's so many different ways to win, it's it's uh, it's a lot to take in, especially the first game. Oh yeah, but uh, it's worth the the slow burn, and it's very much a slow burn. Uh, I also saw Mandy finally. Oh, what'd you think? On uh, which I watched on Shutter, which uh, I have a s- subscription to now. Uh, you know that was another slow burn, I will say, and yeah. then uh, <laughs> up to the point where the title card doesn't show up until an hour and sixteen minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did really like it, and then like from then on out, it becomes like full on like heavy metal action gore horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before it's very like kind of contemplative and slow, uh, but I don't mind the slowness. I don't. It's not in a bad way. It's it's very yeah. much like about cultists and um, Nick Cage and uh, Andrea Riseborough. I think. Yeah. It is. Um, they are. Yeah, just a couple, and they get like involved by no means of their own uh, design with this this cult and everything. So, and Nick Cage has to have uh, Nick Cage revenge, and it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's very bloody, very violent, very intense in that second half. Yeah, he forges a giant axe out of <laughs> steel out of nowhere, and yeah, that's great. It just all feels like a very uh, built-out world for this, like, relatively low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels they shot it, the budget was six million dollars. Oh wow! Um, and it just feels very like there's no explanation of anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, the the preacher cultist guy kind of does talk a lot, but it doesn't even to, which pads out like kind of what they believe in, but at the same time, it doesn't fully explain anything. All like the 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 spiritual forces and like demonic forces and stuff uh, involved in in the plot, <laughs> it kind of just like drops you in, and yet it still feels believable. All the ridiculous things Nick Cage is doing in yeah. the context of the of the world. Um, so, yeah, I don't it's know. Very visceral. I, highly recommend it if you're a horror fan. If you like thrillers, um, I don't know. It's very bloody, but. Uh, I don't know. There's a big chainsaw fight in it. That's always good. <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. That is a cool part. <laughs> yeah, Mandy on Shutter. I am Cornholio. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am Cornholio. <laughs> <laughs> 256 men and 49 women, 16 different <laughs> countries, ranging in the age of from 28 to 77. <laughs> one dog and one chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> that's how many people watch this movie so far. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely a thing where, like, we're just talking about the Sandman, how is it's kind of just, like, a matter of time, and then it comes out, whether yeah. it's, like, the perfect time or not. But although I'm not, uh, I, I feel like I'm comparing this negatively to that, where mm-hmm. I'm sure the Sandman is, is better, but I kind of had that feeling watching uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe, where... yeah. Uh, it is Mike Judge. Mike Judge is the creator of this and King of the Hill and some other animated shows uh, as well as, uh, what's it called, Silicon Valley. So he's had a lot of hits. Yeah. Um, but uh, according to him, this is his favorite thing he's ever made, Beavis and Butthead. So he's wanted to do another show, another movie for like the longest time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this like the story has to be right. It has to be like relevant and everything like that. And uh I feel like that's very debatable with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more so like Paramount Plus is like, we need more stuff on our streaming platform. Please Let's make, make a, a Beavis oh, yeah, and Butthead. But uh We can't well, have South Park do another movie. <laughs> yeah, we have like twelve South Park movies. But yeah, what was your overall impression of this movie? 
it made me laugh a bunch. Like the plot's a little meandery, but you know, it it made me laugh really hard. I really liked the lieutenant governor, like lieutenant astronaut guy, a lot. He <laughs> never ceased to not make me laugh every time. <laughs> like, and I'm lieutenant governor, so my my butt's on the line too. <laughs> just like be like complete second fiddle to this lady. <laughs> yeah, Serena just talks over him every time. Yeah, it's like, but what if I? But wasn't that my job? You boys can do this. <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, the whole, like, you telling me about murdering the two boys really puts me in a bad position in terms of going to prison. Yeah, it's like, I, and I wasn't there. <laughs> I didn't do that. But yeah, I, there was a lot. I liked him probably the best. He was by far and away my favorite character in the whole um, movie. I liked the government agents, too, just being like, they're not human. <laughs> but... <laughs> There, there were some memorable lines I think I wrote down. One of them made me laugh really hard. Hold on, let me double check. Uh, oh, during during the the, uh, the dream sequence, so they're imagining what it's going to be like after they score. Um, uh, Beavis has his flashback, and then one of the girls says, did, you, did it hurt? And he was like, no, and I never thought it was going to. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. I don't remember. Oh, uh, it's it's like his like fantasy when like he's like in like the big like fur coat and like all these women are like Beavis, what was it like to score? We want to score with you too. He's like, and the one girl asks, "Did it hurt?" And he goes, "No." And I never thought it was going to. <laughs> it just made me laugh really hard. It's like obviously he thinks it's going to hurt. <laughs> so I, I thought that was really funny. Um, yeah. I guess near the end of the movie, I was pretty, like, uh, worn out, which is not great if I'm trying to, like, talk about a movie in, in full. Mm. <laughs> but it's just, like, the longer the movie went on. I, I really like the first third. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's just, like, e- even the intro with, like, the trench run that they're doing. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> um, it starts off pretty strong at the science fair, where they have the, the power <laughs> kick 3000. Oh, my God. You're not going to kick me in the nuts again, are you? <laughs> No, I'm not going to kick you in the nuts ever again. <laughs> Did we win the science fair? Even better. We kicked its ass. <laughs> we kicked its ass. Now, fire! <laughs> and then when they uh, they, they go to, to uh, court, <laughs> it's like, we find you guilty. And they're just like, yes! <laughs> like, just that yeah. they like being found guilty because it's metal to be yeah. guilty. There's another line I liked when they're actually being sent to prison. And I think uh, Butthead says, or no, Be- Beavis says, that youth pastor always said we'd end up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you like the more uh, subtle jokes, and I like the ones that are like just incredibly stupid. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah, there's. But they're all I, incredibly stupid, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I like the end of, I, I got the name. Butthead has the dream where he says, did you think it was going to hurt? And then Beavis has a dream at the very, very end with a, uh, uh, he's like riding a Pegasus, and it turns out to be um, butthead. butthead. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, I'm a deer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe laugh really hard too. What other jokes did you like, Tyler? What other blatant jokes did you enjoy? <laughs> oh, just, just going through like the story of, or the plot rather. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I would quite say a story. A series um, of events. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they go to space. They get sent to space camp, and then they get really good at at operating the. Uh, the space machine or whatever it's called, the docking they've been, platform. They've been doing this for 17 hours. <laughs> They're just really good at it because the spaceship just looks like a dick and they have to insert it into, into like a, a hole. Big, yeah, into a hole. And uh, it's the Johnson Space Center, and they're just like, it says Johnson. <laughs> uh, and they're incredibly good at doing that one task so that they get sent into space to uh, to, to do the same maneuver. Yeah. Like, what? I guess because they're like, wouldn't this be incredible if they, because they're These so good at it, it. And <laughs> that the kids are on the space station. But mm-hmm. um, probably the funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing to me in this whole movie is when they're uh, <laughs> they're in the observation room or whatever on the shuttle, <laughs> on the space shuttle, and they have to uh, they just like pull, it's like hey uh, pull out this microphone or this microscope or whatever like let's yeah. let's this telescope let's have a look and then <laughs> Beavis is looking he's, it's like oh, let's point it at the sun he's like yeah that'd be cool and it's just like ah <laughs> and his eyes are just melted <laughs> and then Butthead's eyes are just melted I'm like this is truly one of the dumbest things I've ever seen and I really enjoy I li- it I like that part a lot where he says he's, he's got two eyes Beavis try the other yeah, one yeah try the <laughs> other eye you got two and he's like uh, okay ah <laughs> you can't do anything right Beavis <laughs> 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 it's so horrible. 
said he's blind too. <laughs> and uh, they just <laughs> they caused that one guy who was waving at them, smiling, to just fall into <laughs> outer space. Yeah, they kill a man. Yeah. <laughs> so all that uh. stuff's good. Uh, and, and then after that, when like smart beavis and smart butthead show up it kind of like slows down for me and because mm. it's like they f- they find ways to they try to find ways to modernize beavis and butthead because they get sent to the year 2022 via a black hole yeah um <laughs> serena tries to murder them <laughs> yes <laughs> it seems so passive yes. she's like i'm going to kill these kids <laughs> But the whole thing with Siri and yeah, some of like modern technology stuff. I'm like, I don't know if this this uh, this isn't that funny to me. It's kind of yeah, kind of like a lame joke. Yeah, that bit wasn't that funny, and it went yeah, on for a funny. long time too. Right. Um, th- they are expressing their real emotions. <laughs> yeah, that's a bright side. <laughs> I don't <And> understand, <laughs> butthead. <laughs> they take a porta potty across the <laughs> the country and. Uh, Beavis picks up a turd, so <laughs> that's cool, I guess. But uh, I, l- just I like that part where he says, you are 217 hours away from your destination. <laughs> he goes, she's counting the hours. <laughs> yeah, just um, the road trip aspects of this don't really... Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not as uh, important to the to the plot in this movie, mm-hmm. but I just it's hard to top the... <laughs> Them jumping out of the car trunk <laughs> yeah, right, in traffic, yeah, just jumping out. <laughs> that's it's really good. I forgot from that the first movie. That. That parts is so good. Uh, I do like it when Smart Beavis and Smart Butthead show up in the alternate. Like they're the like the they're like the Beavis Prime, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. And Beavis is tr- Smart Beavis is trying to explain all the alternate universes. It's like, oh, like <laughs> it's just funny considering how many alternate universe movies there have been recently. Yeah. And, he was butthead from the 90s, so he's just like, oh, did you see the cartoon Spider-Man movie? Like, <laughs> and they're like, no. Uh, no? It's like, oh, dang, that would have explained a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been so much easier to explain it to you guys. <laughs> uh, it's, there's something else I found. I, I, was, I really did like Serena so much because she's just so blatant, like, I killed these kids, so I have to kill them again. <laughs> yeah, she just keeps shouting about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so blatantly wants to kill them. Um, I, oh, yeah, I guess the other thing that did work for me a lot, like, really well for, I don't know, a hot minute is when they show up at the gender studies class. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And I'm like, oh, no, is this going to be annoying and kind of be like, oh, kids now are, like, too woke or whatever, but it's just, uh, it does make some valid points for the guys. Yeah, it's like, because they're two fucking idiots, somebody's like, oh, you have white privilege, like, you've been treated differently your entire (laughs) life, and they just go, are you going to act differently now? Oh yeah, like, I mean, yeah. So different now. It's just like it is kind of like the flip of that, where sometimes more knowledge makes the world worse or is bad for certain people. Yeah. Now they know what to exploit. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, just shitty people using um, verbiage to make things actually worse because now they're aware of what that is, so they can weaponize it. You know. Yeah, and I will say my favorite part in that scene is when a woman is is starting to talk. She goes, "It's like," and this is, "I got this, Brenda." It's like he says like the same thing she's about to say just over her, and the teacher says, "Yes, thank you, Brent." And he's just like so smug and yeah. happy about it. The white hipster guy interrupts the black girl to explain white privilege to everybody. Yeah, it's so good. I was like, "That's amazing." But it's the whole scene is just like, "Oh, excuse me, we have white privilege," and they just like take all the. In this stuff in the cafeteria, it's just like a very s- contained scene, but it's still just so funny to me. Yeah, it's fantastic. We have white privilege, part of me, white privilege. Yeah. All, I think all that stuff's really good up to the point where they steal the cop car and then they yeah. go to prison. I'm like, well, that's when, if you're commenting on white privilege, it's just like, uh, I don't know. They should have come up with some other construct to go to prison because. Yeah, because they should have literally just been like, been like, oh, that was a funny joke. Come Get out of the car. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, or just uh, that's when the white privilege is just like not part of the joke anymore. Yeah, <laughs> of instead it's like, like police, like near brutality is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that whole scene <laughs> cracked me up. A lot. Yeah, it's, it's great. The whole gender studies scene is amazing because it. Ju- I'm just like this. Can't, literally, I was like, oh, this better not be something stupid. And I was like, oh, it's like stupid in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some stuff I just didn't really get some mm-hmm. of the jokes like like the uh 
the guy in the prison, like the warden or whatever, the one right. of the one of the um, security guards at the prison is just like talking about touched by an angel for a long time. Yeah. And like doing the whole speech of being like, you know what, they do need toilet paper and stuff. I'm like, okay, like this isn't like hilarious, no matter what it is. Like, yeah, I was like, I'd, I've never seen touched by an angel before, so maybe if I had, I'd understand why it's funny or. I don't know. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, because that's like, I feel like a show that's more relevant from when Views and Budget was first on. Yeah, the 90s. The air. Yes, exactly. Um, so they're trying to make like, you know, they're s- doing like a soft reboot of Beavis and Butthead to put in the modern times. But then they have like, like growing pains of 90s references. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So it's like, what audience are you targeting with Beavis and Butthead? Are you trying to target like Gen Z? Like, I don't really think so. No, but they are teenagers, technically, Beavis mm-hmm. and Butthead. So it's just kind of like the whole endeavor of this movie other than to be like funny like i don't like how much can they comment on on modern times i feel like i don't know like do you think this movie's effective in that way i don't really think it's that uh provocative in that sense where it's like oh look what beavis and butthead have to say about modern times is really what do beavis and butthead have to say about anything at all frankly (laughs) i mean they're functioning their best well, in the show when they're, when they're just being stupid. and Yeah, I mean, like, the satire happens around them. It's not like they yeah. have, like, big speech. Well, they do have big speeches sometimes that mean nothing, <laughs> which <laughs> is funny. But, um, like, like the when Beavis is about to go into space, and th- basically their whole premise is they just think they're going to get to have sex with uh, the astronaut Serena. Yeah, and it gets... It gets uh, it goes on for quite a while. It but uh, <laughs> It's like the crux of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is the whole, when the FBI are talking about, um, they, they end up on like the, uh, uh, the beach, like in Galveston, Texas, like looking for Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And what was the guy, the guy's name, like the vendor guy's name? Oh, it was like, like a Tom, it was Thomas, uh, it was like Dick something. It was like Dick Jerk. That was it. Oh, Thomas, but he's, Thomas his, Jerk. he goes by like Rich Jerk or something like that. Yeah, he goes by Richard Jerk and they're like, <laughs> Dick Jerk. There's a whole thing, I forget if he says it or if the FBI says it, but it's like, oh, do people still care about terrorism? And I'm just like, like, when was this movie written? Because it's yes, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, no, I mean, like, they don't really care about terrorism in terms of whatever, like, early 2000, like, yeah, everyone cares about, like, white nationalist terrorism yes it's mm-hmm. even more prevalent than any so it's just, i don't know i know i'm being too serious about it but it's just like what like it, where it's, it's a weird it, joke it's not commenting on anything really there's just like a lot of softball jokes so i'm probably yeah. being really hard on this movie but it's just i, don't know. I really like the scene in prison where they uh where the governor shows up and she she says oh i'm doing a pardon a prisoner thing and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're not there anymore. <laughs> not there anymore. So she just parted two like random guys, <laughs> and they just and the take l- their car. Yeah, the lieutenant's like, I think we learned a lesson here. That's pardon someone smaller than you next time. <laughs> <laughs> but I also do like that he goes full cornholio in prison, and then they're like, "You're, he's right. They are keeping the TP from our bungholes. <laughs> <laughs> they're disrespecting our bunholes." <laughs> yeah. Uh. What's your best Cornholio, Tyler? I am Cornholio. Come on. That's not trying. I am Cornholio. There you go. That's good. <laughs> I am Cornholio. Mm-hmm. in the bug hole. Uh, I think we find out that Beavis's mom's name was Shirley Beavis. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. She's like, all she wanted to do was tell her son these words. They're just like shredding like things in the garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah, just it, covering up the entire story, like backstory. I like that because I'm that's much better than them telling the backstory of. Yeah. Like we really don't need to know more about Beavis and Butt. No, yeah, it, it's fantastic. I was like, I'm glad I don't know about like his mom and like it's just like them being weird. And then, uh, oh, I, I like the part for some reason. I didn't, most because I didn't know what the song was until I, it like hit my memory of this. And how am I supposed to live without you? And I was like, Songs from the Coast. Do you remember that old ad? 
Uh, oh, yeah, from like one of the CD ads, basically. Yes. What is that the, song called? Uh, it's a tell me how am I supposed to live without you. Oh, it's Michael Bolton, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I was talking I, about Bush to someone. I think I was talking to Lily about the band Bush because we watched that Woodstock 99 doc mm. uh, that just dropped on Netflix. Uh, and I don't know. They were one of the bands at Woodstock 99. I'm just like, oh, you don't remember uh, Glycerine, the song? <laughs> you know that song, Connery? I actually don't. How does it go? I have to pull up the lyrics because I don't know the lyrics to anything. <laughs> I just go. He's like, don't let the days go by. Okay. Glycerine. 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 Don't let the days. Okay. I I feel like I know what it is. I just can't get the song in my head. It's very grungy. <laughs> yeah. Listerine. <laughs> Listerine. <laughs> they should have made a Listerine ad with it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. What else? There's like not much else with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Do you have any other? Huh? I'm just looking through my notes, and I just think it's just so funny. He's like, those kids I killed back in 98. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she keeps bringing it up all the time. (laughs) I I just think that's really funny. (laughs) And, like, she just actively went out of her way to kill them. What I don't I don't know it's it's not it's long it feels long is the thing but there's like not much to talk about it feels long because like so much of the movie is just kind of like a lull like the whole middle is just kind of like okay like nothing feels really epic like um, do America does it's like yeah. that's like a big road trip movie and they end up at the White House and <laughs> there's a lot of cavity searches going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's just not as much of a just anything going full on. Full cavity search. <laughs> full cavity search. There's a uh, my always my least favorite dash favorite thing is when they show like older Beavis and Butthead and they're just like disgusting creeps. Yeah, right. I, I like hate it every time. I'm like, oh my god, they're just so disgusting. Like they need to stay teens, otherwise they just grow into like monsters. I was just surprised that they were still alive. I guess. <laughs> yeah, like oh, this show this show's great. <laughs> Tell uh, me to hit him again. <laughs> this movie definitely has some good laughs in it. Yeah, and that's kind of all you can really ask for. Sometimes I don't know. I recommend this movie if you want to just laugh at some stuff that you liked twenty years ago. I don't <laughs> think it really draws in a new audience. No, it and its topical references and stuff are like already feel dated and they're not that funny anyways. Mhm. One right. thing I did like, I guess, was they've never seen a a smartphone before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the like European family or whatever is just like, "Can you take a picture of us or whatever?" like just like the broad whatever like broad European accent it is. Yeah, and they say, "Can you take this?" and he goes, "Okay." He just puts it in his pocket, but it just yeah, puts it's it in like, his pocket. It's like, "Whoa, it's like a little TV they gave us." And then he's just like, "Should we back up?" It's like, "Uh, Sure, and they just fall in the water. <laughs> That's good. I'll pay for anything with that phone. But so uh, I think, like the characters of Beavis and Butthead are pretty, like they feel true to character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this movie, like, like the plot of this movie, really necessitates its, its existence. You know, agreed. It's mostly kind of boring. I guess my question to you, Tyler, is what would you like Beavis and Butthead to do next? Uh, do next. I want, you know, it'd be fun to have like a Beavis and Butthead like uh, crossover movie with other franchises or something. Oh, like South Park for Paramount. Oh, I guess so. I was thinking like, yeah, that makes more sense since Paramount <laughs> owns the rights to that. Yeah. I was thinking more like Beavis and Butthead versus Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were. I was in my head like, no, he means like Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Beavis and Butthead do Dracula or something like that, where we get a whole Van Helsing trip with them and like horror spooky Halloween special kind of vibe. What else is on Paramount Plus? Beavis and Butthead do the offer. 
He was about to have to write the script and make the first uh, Godfather film. Beavis and Butthead do... What was one of the things I saw on there? Do Beverly Hills Cop. Is that? Oh, yeah. They could do Top Gun, I guess. Top Gun parody. That'd be fun. Yeah. They could do that. The other thing is that they they brought the show back. There's like a new season of the show on mm-hmm. Paramount Plus that's like set in present day. Did you were you uh, did you by chance watch any of those? I did not watch any. Mostly because I was unsure if it was even out yet or not. Did you yeah. watch any? Yeah, I watched the first two episodes um, that were out at the time when I was watching them, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of a mixed bag too, where they're trying to comment on certain modern things, and it's not really that funny. But then other ones are pretty great like each mm. beefs and butthead episode is basically like four skits with them <laughs> um i'm trying to remember what, oh like the first one they they're in an escape room and um <laughs> that already made me laugh <laughs> yeah two two uh two girls are at the escape room and they like see beefs and butthead outside just like throwing cartons of milk on the ground <laughs> 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 and they're like oh we need two more people there our two friends didn't show up so they get Beavis and Butthead, and then Beavis and Butthead go in first, but they turn right instead of left, so they're, like, trying to figure out the escape room, but they're just in a bathroom. And I'm like, all right, this is, like, a little too stupid, where it's like, they would know it's just a bathroom, you know? Are you sure? They're um, pretty stupid. Like, they're yeah, insanely stupid. That's true. So that one kind of worked to, like... Laugh, huh? laugh really hard. You described me, that made me laugh really hard. And then they eventually do go in the escape room, and it's like all Egyptian themed, and like Beavis is like taking a dump in the in the sarcophagus or whatever. <laughs> um, so, That's funny. I don't know. It's kind of it's fine for me, but one that did I did like. See, a my lot. toilet humor is showing right now, where I'm like, "That's funny. Poop is funny." <laughs> yeah, uh, which I usually like too. <laughs> Good toilet joke, but yeah. The one I liked a lot that's pretty timeless. It was just <laughs> Beavis go, like, goes to a convenience store and like he walks out and like sees like a flicker of something. He goes in the back and there's like a dumpster that's just on fire, <laughs> and then the fire starts talking to him. And he's just like, "I've always been here for you, Beavis." Like basically implying that Beavis is an arsonist and like <laughs> sows chaos and like burns things down. It's he's like just the like, burning bush, but the burning dumpster. Yeah, and Beavis is like, "Oh, cool! Like, what should I do?" And Be- he's like, "Beavis, go to your school and run four laps around your track. <laughs> that will equal a mile. Go and do the four laps." And Beavis is like, "Um, okay." And then he goes and does it, and he comes back. He's like. All right, now what? Like that was, he's like, oh cool. Like now what? He's just like, why did I do that? And he's just like, because it was good for your health, Beavis, <laughs> to run a mile. And he just like keeps asking, like the fire keeps like asking him to just do healthy things and like do your homework assignments until eventually Beavis just goes and like notifies the convenience store guy that there's a fire in the back and the fire's like, no, Beavis. I was always there for you. I was trying to help like, you. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, this fire sucks. <laughs> fire sucks. <laughs> so that was pretty great. Um, other than that, there's like the interstitials, like, you know, the original show, they're watching music videos. Yeah. But now they're watching YouTube videos. Oh, okay. Um, and Snapchat and TikTok and all that stuff. So Vine. some of it works pretty well. Some of it's just kind of weird. Um, it took, but I still think it's, it's, uh, some of them are pretty funny. That's cool. Um, just commenting on, but this uh, whole format change is a little strange and off-putting. But I'll probably watch more of the show. There was enough to to keep me watching. But but yeah, again, like, just even their design is so '90s that you kind of like. I think there's like, if they're gonna keep the show going, I feel like there'll be growing pains of like, how do we keep this with like the original fan base, but also like attract new people to this. Well, if I learned any from the cr- anything from the craft legacy, it's that Gen Z wears multiple jackets, so they need to get more jackets. <laughs> they do need more jackets. <laughs> the craft legacy with Ali Musser, check it out. It's great. <laughs> uh, I guess the last question. I feel like I asked this last time to you, Tyler, but which of us do you think is Beavis, and which of us <laughs> do you think is Butthead? Um, I think I'm Beavis just because of the hair, I guess. Okay. I'm sorry if you feel like I'm abusive towards you. Uh, you're definitely not. <laughs> you're definitely not. 
Uh, I don't uh. think I have a Beavis and Butthead like m- like this isn't quite a Beavis and Butthead like moment, but I did a. <laughs> Lily was out earlier, and I'm like, just like at the point where the sides of my hair grow out, because mm-hmm. I basically like have hair on the top of my head, and I like usually buzz the sides. He has Jared Leto Joker hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jared Leto Joker skin, <laughs> teeth. And I have a grills, um, but it's just like, like I just at the point where like suddenly I'm just like, oh, like my hair's driving me crazy on the sides, too grown out on the sides, like I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I went home. I'm like, I'm just gonna buzz my hair. I, I'm like, usually Lily does it, and mm-hmm. it's just like <laughs> she also brought up a good point earlier today, where she's like, you should uh, just go to a barber to, <laughs> so I don't have to do it every time. I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. that's a great point. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, so I started. <laughs> She's still out. I'm like, oh, she's probably going to be out for like an hour, like longer and stuff. So I'm just going to like start buzzing my hair um, before she's here. So I'm just like over my sink, like with a mirror behind me, with the mirror in front of me, like trying to get like the back of my head with the buzzer on like a two. And I'm just like, there's parts of my hair that's just like definitely like buzzed. And then there's (laughs) this like big chunks of hair that's like not. So I'm like, oh my God, like, oh no, this is, this is me and like. I'm one of those people in like an 80s action movie that's like shaving their head, but like I can't get the top of it. So they, but there's just like patches in it and everything. And she's like, "Oh, I'm on my way home. What's up?" I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> I started fussing my head. Can you please finish it?" <laughs> so that's what happened. I was gonna say like like I do that all the time, but I don't have to be careful <laughs> at all with like the the, the mirror and stuff. I just go like. Bruh. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I just need more practice, too. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, that was my stupid story. Not quite Beavis and Butthead, but... <sighs> Do I have a recent stupid story I could share? Um, yes. I'm stupid on pretty regular basis, so it shouldn't be that hard to think of something. I'm I'm having I'm drawing a blank on anything. Nope, I'm pretty much a genius. I'm pretty much all smart the all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I I consistently forget my keys and like, or not not. I guess like keys are like something I was supposed to bring. <laughs> like I always need to remind myself constantly before I leave the house. Like get this, this, and this, and then I always forget one item. Like I think I feel like you know that. Where like I've come by and I'm like oh of course I forgot like the one thing I wanted to bring most because I was trying to remember the thing that was the like the small thing and then I forgot the big thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really stupid, but it was surprising um, when we were all hanging out, wa- uh, playing the quarry with Listen Turn. You ha- you were wearing a tactical sock. It was. <laughs> yeah, you were wearing a sock that had like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had like w- <laughs> three of your toes hanging out of it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like it was more surprising. It's just like Lily thought she saw your other foot, but it was that foot. <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, yeah, this sock just has a huge hole in it. And it was like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. Um, Anyways. I, yeah, I I was mortified because I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just goofing off. Nobody's looking. I was like, oh, that's probably embarrassing to have, like, two giant holes in my socks. <laughs> it was more just funny. I don't know. <laughs> it was fun. Anyways, any final thoughts on Beavis and Butthead? Do um, universe. This might be the last time we see them do anything, really. I don't know <laughs> if that show is going to last, but... I, yeah. I'd be okay if, if it if it continued. The movie made me laugh a lot. I there was like I said, there's some lulls. Like there was definitely a moment where I paused it and was like, "How much longer left?" And uh, then I was like, "Oh, thank God, only like 20 minutes." But there was some lulls, like lulls. <laughs> there was some lulls, like it was like kind of boring, and then there was some lulls, like yes. early 2000s gaming nomenclature. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think nomenclature is the right word. I like to use words I don't really understand. Yeah, I do too, dude. It's okay. If you say a I'm big enough word, you hope the other person doesn't really know what it means. I'm or a bit of assume you do. You know, I'm a bit of a smart beavis myself. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, good luck to you, beavis and butthead. I'd sit through another one if you make one. What, do you, what about you, Tyler? L- final thoughts. Yeah, I mean... This podcast necessitates that we watch it, but I will still also watch a new one if they if they make another movie. I just yeah. think it's a big downgrade from Do America. I I'm not think I don't think that movie's like incredible or anything, but this just definitely feels like here's streaming content movie. 
Yeah, it does. Um, it does feel like a like hour and a half long episode of the show. Yeah, whereas the it's just it's not even the movie's fault per se. That's just kind of the uh, like movie culture that we live in now, where they just kind of like release things of varying budgets to streaming platforms sometimes. Yeah, it does feel um, like that, or most or of the it time, <laughs> where it's like we have somebody to do America. It's like okay, yeah, that was released in theaters, but it's like of course it was because it was the '90s. I mean, I guess the Bob's Burger m- movie was released to theaters. Yeah, um, and it and uh, Do America had <laughs> Bruce Willis in it. <laughs> right, that's right, it did. <sighs> so it just felt a little bit bigger and it's generally more funny. I don't think it ages well, but it's funny, and there's some like cool animated moments in the movie t- in do america like when they're in the desert yeah the peyote thing out because really they're uh yeah yeah they eat the cactus right the peyote or whatever yeah and they also are dehydrated so uh, that whole bit's fun this is just a lot more i don't know like the animation is basically the same throughout it's just more of the same it's like I hd guess, beavis and butthead animation to me y- yeah that's why i liked the trench run in the beginning it's like oh this is very like cg animation but mm-hmm. i still at least it's something different but yeah I don't know. overall kind of disappointing <laughs> oh i'm sorry how dare you make this movie connery well i tried really hard for you tyler wasn't so good we enough. Lo- so we didn't look like the fools only reviewing one Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Are you going to make Dosmosis Jones 2 now? I have to. There's no other choice. I have pitch meetings all week next week. So far, 100 no's. <laughs> Can Osmosis Jones 2 exist in a world where uh, Rick and Morty does a similar episode and uh, better? I don't know. There's not a lot of Rick and M- things that Rick and Morty does better these days after the first season, if you ask me. Yeah? Yeah. I I fell off that show, really, after season one. I was like, man, season two wasn't that good. Season three is bad. Season four is worse. You I don't go, really... You didn't go to a McDonald's and, like, break their windows for Sichuan sauce or whatever? Yeah, I, I definitely fell off of it completely after that. I was like, wow, people are fucking stupid, and this show is even dumber, and then I stopped watching it. <laughs> Take that, Dan Harmon. <laughs> and all of his, his entire Harmon town. <laughs> your Harmon town and your Harmon quests and your... That's <laughs> eh, fine. He's, he's a nice man, I'm sure. A sad man, but a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could still be on their podcasting platform. Oh, we could? I take back everything I said to you, Dan. Put us on your podcasting network. This is definitely our tired episode about me complaining about (laughs) a comedy movie. (laughs) Yeah, you know. It's all going great. This is what you get this weekend, kids. This is Franchise After Dark. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, I guess those were our final thoughts, right? Yeah, Yeah, final thoughts, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Really, really dismissive. (laughs) Yeah, okay, it's over, whatever. That's kind of how we just feel about the whole thing. It's uh, it's over now. It's over, whatever. <laughs> Connery. Tyler. We did America. We did the universe. I didn't ask you what you want to see them do next. I, I, I said I, I want them to do a Beavis and Butthead, do like Dracula. I want to see a Halloween special. Oh, okay. Yeah, Halloween special. That'll be good. Yeah. Like that. Keep it, keep it you know, low... Uh, Low stakes. Low stakes. Yeah. I want a really contained specials. thing where they think somebody's Dracula. Beavis and Butthead St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Cute, stupid things like that. Do all the holidays. Beavis and Butthead do Easter. Yeah, they that could kind of funny. be, yeah, like Paramount icons in that way. Yeah. <laughs> do all the holiday episodes. Like Beavis and Butthead do Easter too. Like just like recycle it again and again and again and it'll be fun. Beavis and Butthead do Labor Day. I don't know. Yeah, it has to be like really random holidays. Yeah, like they become like the calendar man of Paramount Plus. <laughs> Leaf Erickson Day. <laughs> Happy Leaf Erickson. You can get dang a turkey. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on Beavis and Butthead, do the universe, and Beavis and Butthead in general. Mm. Do you have anything to plug before we go, Connery? If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. Probably enjoy Starship and Paul. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast where me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find it on the uh, Apple Podcast app or SoundCloud. Woohoo! Tell me what you have to plug. Uh, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TimeyVice for random stuff. Photos, shoots that I've done, and me mostly just retweeting film stuff on Twitter. 
It's always uh, fun stuff. Always good. Follow us at Pran- or or uh, or also uh, tweets about Joker two that I put up and then delete an hour later because I'm like <laughs> I got too mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one? No, I didn't. I was just like <laughs> the whole tweet was like like uh, capitalism. Capitalism necessitates that a Joker sequel be made about anarchy and. <laughs> or like a poor a poor exploration of anarchy and Gary Glitter songs or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, nobody liked this. I'm just going to delete this because it's just, it just comes off as too angry. But I'm just like, it is ironic that there's a joke or two that's like trying to comment on like society. But it's yeah. also just like, we need a sequel because the first one made so much money. And this <laughs> exactly. time it's a musical with Lady Gaga. Uh, I'm so excited for that. I really, really am to see the train wreck. It's going to be so fun. Why couldn't it be Adina Menzel, at least? Oh, my God. How come it isn't Adina Menzel? Because they got to bring in the big bucks. She is the big bucks. She's fucking Elsa. <laughs> She's also Adela Mazine or whatever. Adele Dezine. Adele Dezine. Thank you. Wait, was it that other tweet you sent me? You, I think you added me. It made me laugh really, really hard today where it was... um. Ezra Miller has assembled the Egyptian god card. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to summon Exodia to defeat Ezra Miller. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you found my thing funny, but I thought my comeback was pretty funny. I was like, we have to assemble Exodia to Yeah, that's what it. you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really funny. <laughs> oh, good shit. <laughs> Humanity may be entering its darkest hours. Many sources have come forward to claim Ezra Miller has obtained all three Egyptian god monster cards. <laughs> uh, I was also I was also just texting Jefferson a bunch of them today. Uh, past and pending guest Jefferson Fugit. Mm-hmm. Um, his favorite one was uh, <laughs> from Frogs and Dinos. Ezra Miller spins wheel. Has committed arson in, throws dart at a board. The Netherlands with a, pulls a paper slip out of a hat. Six-month-old baby in tow. (laughs) It's just like a mix and match game. (laughs) They're such a nightmare person. They're they're just possessed by something. A true life supervillain. Yeah, I'm really curious what's going to happen. It's not going to end well, that's for sure. (laughs) No. It's just like, it's all bad, but it's obviously still like, titillating you know it's just so like ridiculous that's the thing it's just so out there and weird that they're on this like crime spree across america yeah my favorite one is ezra miller's doing the sufjan stevens 50 states project (laughs) but for crimes i saw that one that made me laugh really hard too Well, yeah, follow me on my social medias. Follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Uh, like, subscribe, share. It'll help us grow the show. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Oh, please do. Stay tuned for our Predator franchise uh, <gasps> cover coming next, starting next weekend. Yeah, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper and listen <laughs> to this podcast where the chopper wings are just so loud that you can't even hear the podcast. We're saying, but, um, come on into the chopper. We're playing the franchise as loud as we can. Yeah, recently I haven't had, I haven't, uh, I ain't got time to podcast. That doesn't work at all. <laughs> I'm a podcasting Tyrannosaurus, and you'll find out soon. I'm but excited. I've never seen any of the Predator movies. Are you serious? Not I'm even the un- first one? 100% serious. What I've never seen hell? any of them. You've yeah. never seen Predator? Okay, yeah. you don't even know what I'm referencing then. I, I don't. That's the thing. I'm like, I know Get to the Chopper. That's it. Well, you're in for a ride. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. An invisible ride. Ooh. Uh, okay. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned. Thank you, Nick, for working for music. Crazy hands for artwork. Until next time. No man is free while one bunghole is in chains. <laughs> Goodbye, <man. laughs>